Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. America, the mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour black hole block party. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York, broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Eugene, Utah, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo. Way are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. And how we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. We are locked and loaded today for a spectacular show following a wild week and around football, both college and the pros. Our friend Dennis Dodd, college football insider for CBS Sports, will join us hour number three about some of the interesting things that took place on Saturday. Namely, Oregon taking Colorado behind the woodshed and Notre Dame unable to hold the lead late at home against Ohio State. One could only imagine Pat Boyle's been taking this very well. Also, this hour on the show in 20 minutes, we'll talk about that win by the Buckeyes and their Lou Holtz motivation. And in 40 minutes, a Monday staple momentous Monday. A note for the D'Aliens, no simulcast today. Our digital team celebrating Yom Kippur. So today we got a lot to get to this morning here on the program. And let us begin with yesterday's NFL action. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. Here we were talking about Super Bowls. <laughs> Micah Parsons says, Lawrence Taylor... <laughs> NFC Championship games haven't come around very often since the mid-90s, but this was going to be the team that changes all that. 
I mean, how could you possibly doubt a squad that had outscored its opponents 70 to 10 in the first two weeks? This was definitely a different Cowboys team. And everywhere I looked, the Cowboys were maybe the best team in football, certainly top three team atop the early power rankings. Oh, yeah, it was good to be a Cowboy these days. And then they ran into Josh Dobbs, Jonathan Gannon, and the immovable objects known as the Arizona Cardinals. Is Dallas officially a fraud again? It is where we begin. You're cold open. Trips formation to Dobbs right. Snap to Dobbs. Going to hand it off to Moore. Big hole up the middle. 40, 35, 30, 20, far side 10. Moore to the house. Touchdown Cardinals. A 45-yard run. We have been waiting for an explosive play from Rondell Moore. There it is. And the Cardinals lead it 15 to 3. I think it was you know, clear from the start uh, that they were going to test the middle of our, our run defense. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, something we gotta we got to be better at, and, and we know that's going to be the challenge. They're going for fourth and four instead of trying the three points. Din in here. Prescott with a snap, looks around. will run out to the right. Throws on the run from the five into the end zone. Ball's on the ground, incomplete. And they'll turn it over on downs and get no points. I mean, we're not uh, not executing, obviously, the way we like to. I got, I got to do a better job, obviously. Uh, it starts with me. You know, they were playing us really, really, um, you know, high in coverage. So that's why, you know, we were committing to the run, which, you know, I felt, you know, we a lot of times we had to go the length of the field. Um, we backed off in some shot plays and everything. But, yeah, we need to do a better job. Third and goal at the six, but it's two down territory. Snap is back. Prescott looking. Now he's throwing in the end zone. It's intercepted. Kazir White intercepted it on the pass to the post. The discipline and the penalties, um, you know, I mean, the numbers in the first half were, you know, obviously something that was difficult to deal with. Um, and, yeah, they scored four touchdowns. We had one touchdown, three field goals. You know, that, that's the scoring component of it. But, you know, when you get into the situational stuff and how we feel teams are going to attack us, um, you know, we, we, you know, we have to learn from this because, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be an every week challenge. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Okay, you heard Brad Sham there on Cowboys Radio. You also heard Mike McCarthy as well. And that was Dave Pash on Cardinals Radio. This was a cavalcade of mistakes poor plays, poor execution by the Cowboys. And who knows where to even begin, but we could start with Josh Dobbs had never won a football game before yesterday. Never. He's been in the league seven years. He's never won a football game as a starting quarterback. That's a first. Also, the Cardinals hadn't won a home game in nearly a year <laughs> you got to go back to this time last season when the cardinals won a home game that's how bad they've been also you heard mccarthy mention the penalties oh my goodness were they sloppy were they just completely unfocused 
Oh, my God. It was one mistake after another mistake, one penalty after another penalty. And the way the Cardinals gashed the interior of the supposed greatest defense in football, man, that was easy. The Cardinals ran for two 122 yards yesterday as the Cowboys committed 13 penalties. The Cards had 98 from James Conner, had 55 from Dobbs, had 54 from Rondell Moore. I mean, they couldn't stop running it, and they busted big ones. Dobbs had a 44-yarder, Moore had a 45-yarder, Conner had a 26-yarder. So the Cardinals challenged the Cowboys in the teeth, in the heart of this supposed elite defense, and they collapsed on it. And I'm supposed to believe that this is a Super Bowl Cowboys team. Hey, I know everybody could have a bad day. I know that there are no super teams in in the NFL. But you're the Dallas Cowboys, and the Cardinals led from start to finish. And this... This right here is why I have always paused and hesitated on ever believing in the Cowboys, and I'll continue to do so on this team because they are always cart before the horse. Always. It's a Cowboys team that, aside from the brief time of Bill Parcells coaching, always believed they were greater than they were. Egos galore. Starts with the owner. And so they come into a game against an 0-2 Cardinals squad, and guess what? They should have been woken up by the way the Cardinals played last week against the Giants. The fact that the Cardinals led the Giants to the half by 20 points and made it hard on the Giants should have meant that the Cowboys could not be surprised that the Cardinals might be competitive. And yet it was like they thought Arizona would just roll over and die from day one. And they didn't. I give Arizona a lot of credit. I have clown Jonathan Gannon all offseason. We've made fun of Josh Dobbs and company. The Cardinals trying to tank. The Cardinals are trying to lose. The Cardinals are trying to go 0-17. And yet, they have played three competitive games. Okay? They had a chance to beat the Commanders week one. They led the third quarter against the Giants 28-7. And now they flat out beat the Cowboys. They're not nearly as bad as I have made it out to be and made fun of them for. But still... For Dallas to put up 16 measly points and to let the Cardinals win post to pillar tells me that Dallas came into this game feeling itself, as it normally does, and getting ahead of itself, as it normally does, and it was punched in the mouth and couldn't respond. And if they're going to win a Super Bowl, it is going to have to be taking every opponent seriously and the defense carrying the day and it was far from it on both fronts yesterday which is why I will never believe this version of the Dallas Cowboys and maybe ever any version of the Dallas Cowboys but such is life 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter DA on CBS now I can dish a beating and I can take a beating all right The Cowboys laying 12 and a half was one of the Wizards' plays this weekend. And as you may note now, that's a big L. It's the Wizard of Us.
The other play on the NFL day was the Commanders plus six. That's a big L. Let's go back to Saturday's action, shall we? When the Wizard believed in Colorado plus the 21. That's a big L. And Ole Miss, Alabama. This was a number, a play that the Wizard wasn't even aware of before doing research on Thursday night before Friday's show for the picks and going through the BetQL tip sheet for this weekend and found BetQL's play of the day being first half over 27 and a half, Ole Miss Bama. And the Wizards here going, well, you know what? The Wizards' instincts have been pretty poor this year, and BetQL is this wonderful Odyssey product. BetQL has its own network here. In fact, there's a number of CBS Sports Radio affiliates that have been pushed over to the BetQL radio network. And all I ever hear is that the BetQL people know all the things that I don't know and that it's just incredible programming. And this is the the type of place that you got to go for your tip sheets and your insight and your plays. And I'm thinking, well, this sounds like one of them. I mean, who's even... Who's even playing first half totals in Ole Miss Bama? So the Wizards die on the sub going, you know what? Yeah, let's trust them. I mean, they're in-house. They're our company. They got credibility, supposedly. They're sending out tip sheets all over the place. Internally, the company's going, yeah, back QL. All right, let's do it. 27 and a half. The Wizard played the over as BetQL told him to, and it was seven to six at half. That's a big L. So this weekend, the Wizard went 0 for 4, which followed up a 1 and 3 last week and an 0 for 4 on week one, which means I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. You ate the entire wheel of cheese? The Wizard is now 1-11 and 11 through three weeks. I hope you're fading this guy. I really do. I hope you're fading this guy. Because this is extraordinary. I mean, every one of these bets lost. It wasn't even a push. <laughs> these aren't even like any time scoring touchdowns where it just didn't happen. This was the wrong side of the play every single play. This is really pathetic. <sighs> oh, so the Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz. It's the Wizard of Oz. On an opposite heater like I've never seen. I've never seen an opposite heater like this. This is a freezer of epic proportions. Two 0 and fours, one one and three. The entire football season, in terms of public plays, the Wizard has only one win. Now, thankfully for yours truly, I don't always just play the Wizards plays. I take the Wizards plays, and because I am a man of my word, I do play all the Wizards picks. But 
I also play my own pick sometimes, and thankfully, <laughs> those have been hitting. Now, it would be nice if maybe I could switch in the ones that actually work for the ones that don't, but we'll work on that. It is time to start fading the wizard myself. I need to take the wizard's picks and just flip them and say, this is what he thinks, this is what I think. Let's take the opposite. Okay, we're off and running this morning here on the show. On Saturday, Ohio State survived. Is Ohio State going to survive at South Bend? And they used Lou Holtz for motivation? We'll explain coming up here next and get Boyle's take on things because the man can't be happy. It's a Monday morning edition of the DA Show here on CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. McCord into shotgun. Trainum off his right hip. Two wide to the right. Snap McCord. Hands to Trainum. Straight into yeah. end zone. Touchdown, Chip Trainum. For the second straight week, Bogey. the converted linebacker finds the end zone, and that'll win it for Ohio State. Like I like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team. What he said about our team. I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids. And we got a tough team. Paul Keels on Ohio State Radio Network. And that was Ryan Day after the victory. Welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Yesterday's NFL action 
a lot of blowouts, not a lot of close games. We'll get to a lot of it today, but I, I think Saturday deserves a lot of attention as well because it was stacked with big games and some really crazy finishes and maybe none crazier than the way things ended in South Bend. That's two top 10 teams. This is a game that Notre Dame never wins. Notre Dame is always the bridesmaid in these big-time matchups. And really, since Lou Holtz was coaching, Notre Dame has been good to very good. But when they have matched up against powerhouse programs, big national championship aspiration programs, they have always faltered. And this was supposed to be different. They had Sam Hartman, an elite quarterback. They had this game at home. And, you know, they had a Buckeyes team that has been blitzed the last two years by Michigan and certainly has felt closer to Notre Dame than they have in in many years. And after a, a sluggish first half, Notre Dame started to finally get some things building in the second half. And then they took a late lead and they had five minutes with a four point lead to try to drain this thing out. And they couldn't do so. So they gave the football back to Ohio State with about 90 seconds to play. And the Buckeyes took over at their own 35, trailing by four. So they had to get the touchdown. And Notre Dame's defense consistently gave up big conversions. Whether it was third and 10, third and seven, fourth and seven, third and 19. Time and time again, the Irish defense wilted. And that's what I can't I can't ignore or forget just watching this game unfold on Saturday night going every time the Irish had them dead to rights, Kyle McCord would slink out of it with a big throw, a big conversion. But I guess I could forgive that. I guess I could forgive if a superior offense with a superior wide receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr. was just making plays, and you know what? You just tip your cap to a better team. But on the game-winning touchdown and the play before, Notre Dame had 10 men on the field. And on the final play, the Buckeyes recognized this and ran the football with no seconds left, basically, right where a Notre Dame down lineman should have been. Marcus Freeman said after the game that he just didn't have time or a timeout to get somebody in, but he knew they were down a man. And so instead of taking a penalty for it and giving them a time, a chance to set up and the penalty yards, he just said, let's roll with just the 10 guys. But that feels to me to be completely illogical. Because would you rather defend the game-winning touchdown with 10 men or get 11 guys on the field, but the trade-off is the Buckeyes get to call a play and get settled? I mean, to me, I'd much rather have 11 guys. How I ever think I'm going to stop two plays in a row with 10 men on top of it? I mean... The penalty yardage is a half yard because the the play is going off from the one-yard line. I didn't understand how Freeman could possibly rationalize that. When Ryan Day, after the game, said, I can't believe what Lou Holtz said, I get it. Coaches are going to take things to use as motivation. 
And whatever floats your boat, I mean, Brady and the, and the Patriots did this for how many years? Nobody believes in us. Nobody believes in us. And you're like, that's not true at all. And they, they used it for an advantage. Every coach, every team has always done this. But, I mean, Lou Holtz is your motivation? Lou Holtz is what's getting you angry? What do you think Lou Holtz is going to say? The man is the last head coach to win a national championship at Notre Dame. He's a Notre Dame icon. He's also like borderline court jester. I mean, he's not exactly the most unbiased neutral observer. He's kind of a comedian. And you're going to take what Lou Holtz says in front of a raucous Notre Dame crowd as a former Notre Dame head coach and get that angry about it? I mean, again, maybe this is just psychological warfare that Day used, but I'm thinking, that got you mad, Ryan Day? Man, you've got issues. And I don't really want to hear Ohio State barking about toughness. We're so tough. People didn't think we were that tough. We're so... Dude, you ran in the football when they had 10 men on the field. How can you start talking about toughness? Who couldn't score a touchdown when you're playing against one man down? It's just another game where Notre Dame didn't live up to the expectations. And it's an outcome that I don't really know how much changes with whether we believe in Ohio State or not because... I mean, you did score 10 men on the field. Patty Boyle is in with us today as executive producer, and Mr. Boyle is obviously a big Irish honk and was giving us a rah-rah on Friday about how this is going to be different or on Thursday, and, and he was all in. Patty B., how you feeling? Uh, morning, DA. Yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm still not entirely sure that Ohio State actually won that game. I think Notre Dame won the game. And how how does that compute? Well, because Ohio State got every opportunity afforded to them on that final drive. I mean, missed holding penalties, obvious flags, obvious infractions. And then the referee mark you know the referees just allow that play to go off with Notre Dame having 10 men on the field back to back plays oh so you think the refs are in on this and they were they were helping Ohio State purposefully win yeah yeah for sure yeah there's there's no way Notre Dame actually lost that game not without the referees <laughs> helps uh <laughs> helping Ohio take. State I, and I, I think and I think even then DA on top of that even even after the final whistle is blown and they score a touchdown that yeah, the running back was short on uh, by a half a yard. Didn't get in. Didn't, didn't nose did, the nose of the ball didn't cross the line. It was not a touchdown on the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, he wasn't in. Oh no, that he was in. No, nah, the knee was down. He was. He, he was, was down. And even <laughs> then, even after that, Ryan Day having the audacity to rip sweet old 128-year-old <laughs> Lou Holtz and disrespecting him like that, you should have to forfeit the win. Forfeit the win back to Notre Dame. <laughs> Okay, can we just address the 10 men? How does Marcus Freeman allow this boil? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And he tried to defend it after by saying that he didn't want to try to rush a guy on the field late and give them a freebie. Yeah. Last time I checked, you don't get a penalty for running an 11th guy on the field as long as he's not offside. So, I mean, I guess that's the thing you're worried about is that he can sprint onto the field and get in an onside position 
before Ohio State might snap the ball. But the play before that, you had 10 men on the field. And that play was an incomplete pass. So how do you not run somebody on the field right in that moment? What are you doing there, buddy? Marcus Freeman, who I thought was poised to forget to put behind all of the rookie coaching mistakes he made last year. And in the biggest spot of the game, in a possible college football playoff determining moment in the final 10 seconds, he leaves 10 men on the field, not once, but twice. What? And the offensive play calling down the stretch, that final drive. I mean, you want to talk about a gag and choke and a bomb and gag and choke and a choke and bomb and a gag and choke and vomit and a bomb and gag and choke. (laughs) What the hell are we doing? Notre Dame, the last two drives before that, 13 plays, 75 yards to the house, right down Ohio State's throat. Next drive after that, 11 plays, 96 yards, right to the house, down Ohio State's throat. And then they get two first downs, and it's like, all right, one more first down, the game is over. And they go quarterback keeper on some stupid little read option play when you have a 240-pound running back that you could just hand it off to. And then on second down, oh, let's let's actually let's throw the football. Let's try a screen pass that nearly gets picked off back to the house. And then let's, you know, let's give Ohio State a chance to go down the field and let them convert a third and 19, a third and 10, a fourth and 7, and then of course we leave 10 men on the field in the last two plays. That is a gag, that is a choke. That is a bomb, a vomit on yourself, a choke gag, and, and a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Bogues, were you able to catch this game on Saturday night? Uh, I, I, I was, and much like the person that used to inhabit that chair, I found myself very excited for Notre Dame losing because I wanted <laughs> to see how Boyle was going to handle it, and he has not disappointed. And again, it must be the chair. It must be that spot, DA, because... Why in the world would you go, I think Notre Dame actually won that game? How could you say that? Because they won the game. They won the game. I would also suggest, because you went right back to the drawing board of calling Clemson fraudulent, like you called Ohio State fraudulent last week, you might want to reassess your use of that word. No, they they are. Clemson's fraudulent, and... That Maybe game Notre Dame's was that, fraudulent. That game, no, they're not fraudulent. Notre Dame, Notre Dame won that game by two touchdowns, in my estimation. <laughs> they missed a field goal on their second drive. They turn it over on downs again when you have four running backs that they used. When you know, really, you should have used Audric Estime, the lead running back, way more than you did. But either way, you have four running backs, and they're going to turn it over on downs twice in the game, both on a quarterback sneak, right? With a guy that that isn't a very mobile quarterback in Sam Hartman. So I found that funny. But yeah, in my estimation, Notre Dame probably should have scored like 28 to 30 points. So <laughs> in my mind, they're 5-0. and <laughs> And again, fraudulent Duke next week. Uh, that, that win against Clemson doesn't really mean anything to me all the way back in the first weekend. A fraudulent uh, USC team who barely could beat Arizona State, who lost 29-0 the week before to Fresno State. 
And, uh, yeah, Notre Dame's going to beat Duke, going to beat Clemson, going to beat USC. We'll see you New Year's weekend at 11-1, and the college football playoff. So okay. we'll let Ohio State win this one. We'll let Ryan Day deface Lou Holtz. He should be sued for libel and slander, and Notre Dame should have the win awarded to them. And that's where I stand on that. <laughs> case closed. Okay. The defense rests. Well, you make a very solid case there. <laughs> Uh, D.A., this just in, by my estimation, the Mets have 98 wins and have clinched a wild card spot. We'll hear it. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Let the record show. I submit into evidence. By my count, Notre Dame won by two touchdowns. Well, okay. Wonder if they'll use the Pat Boyle <laughs> rankings for the final college football playoff berths. Uh, <laughs> the PBI, the Pat Boyle index, gives yeah. Notre Dame the win. Yeah, and Robin, the three-two-one, alerting me that again that that was a Big Ten officiating crew. So there you go. That that, that tells you the fix was in. If you didn't already see it with your eyes. Yeah. Let okay. Let's hold off on believing what Robin, the three-two-one, says. Right, just on its on its face. We'll have to dig into that a little bit. All right, Andrew Bogish has our headlines. Kind sir, good morning, Bogus. Good morning. Headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. The Cowboys were not the only team to disappoint yesterday. How about the Jaguars losing again to the Texans? This is going to be inside the tent. And this is dropped, picked up by Beck. Beck still going, running to the right side. Beck has some room, 25, 30, 35, 40. He's at the 50. He's at the 45 of Jacksonville. Beck across the 30, the 20, the 15, 10, 5. Are you kidding? Rock and roll. Touchdown, Houston. Mark Vandermeer on Texans Radio. It wasn't exactly a fat guy, TD, but it was 255-pound fullback Andrew Beck, a blocker on that kick return unit, taking that one back 85 yards for points, the heaviest man to do that in NFL history. It was the highlight of a 37-17 win in Jacksonville. The Jags now 1-2 and on the season. The Texans have won five in a row on their field, 16 of their last 19 meetings overall. Facts I wish I would have known before I picked the Jaguars in our knockout pool. Ooh. You already used the Chiefs, or did you think, let me uh, go, you know, safe here, and I'll save the Chiefs for a later date? Um... That's a good question. I don't know. I did not use the Chiefs. I just straight up saw Jags, and it was deep enough in the game. I was like, oh, that's good enough. Over the Texans, I'll take that. Yeah, but I bo- definitely eat the Chiefs mistake. Because Big Bobby Boyle took a Cowboys with one of his picks, and I said, buddy, what are you doing? You really think Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears have a prayer of winning this game? Yeah, shame on me. I was trying to, I guess they're trying to be too cute and didn't get far enough down in those four o'clock games to get to stumble upon Chiefs Bears. Uh, <laughs> as, as far as the disappointments go, we also had the Ravens taking a 22 19 loss in OT at home from Gardner Minshew and the Colts. Matt Gay had five field goals, four of them over 50 yards, including the 53 yard winner. To be able to trust them and them to, you know, look at me and someone that, in, in that fashion. So I think it's huge for, for us as a team going forward um, and just trying to keep stacking wins and keep improving one game after the next.
Blake Groupie missed a 46-yard field goal with 65 seconds left in Lambeau, so he and the Saints lost 18-17 after leading 17-0 through three quarters. New Orleans did not score after Derek Carr left with a reported sprained AC joint in his right shoulder. Jimmy Garoppolo being evaluated for concussion after the Raiders' 23-18 home loss to the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. It's unclear when Jimmy G got hurt because the issue only came up post-game. Steeler QB Kenny Pickett threw for 235 yards and two scores. In non-Dolphin blowouts, the Bills hammered the Commanders 37-3. Buffalo linebacker Terrell Bernard, the first player since 07, with two sacks, a pick, and a fumble recovery in the same game. And the Browns smothered the Titans 27-3. Tennessee managed just 94 yards of offense, their fewest since leaving Houston. And we have another month. Wow. That's amazing. What a stat that is. It's been... 25 years probably since they left? I think it's 26. I think they left after 97, if I'm remembering my notes correctly. I think they left Houston earlier than that, but then they were kind of a nomad for a few years in the state of Tennessee. Right. But yeah, maybe 95, 96. Either way, golly, that's a, lo- that's a lot of Titans football for them ne- never to have been that bad. Well, and also, too, wherever you call home, you should never produce just 94 yeah. yards of offense in 60 minutes. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, we have another Monday night doubleheader. eagles Bucks 715 Eastern. Rams-Bengals start an hour later. Six teams receive first place votes in the new AP College Football Top 25. Georgia remains number one overall, followed again by Michigan and Texas. Ohio State now fourth. Notre Dame drops two spots to 11 despite winning that game on Saturday night. (laughs) Colorado is no longer on the list. The Yankees' record-setting World Series drought is now 14 years and counting. The Bombers eliminated from wildcard contention with yesterday's 7-1 home loss to Arizona. Thoughts and prayers to all those affected, but especially manager Aaron Boone. That's what you work hard towards. All, all year round, you know, the winter time, spring training, on through the season with, for an opportunity to play in October and compete for a championship. So, um, you know, the reality of that not being in play is, you know, you know, sucks. You know, it's just, it's amazing, D. Can you imagine going 14 years without seeing your favorite baseball franchise win the World Series? Must 14 be extraordinarily years? difficult for those long-suffering Yankee fans. How do they get out of bed? I don't know. It's it's a tough morning for all those types of traditional powerhouse teams. The yeah. Cowboys, Yankees, Notre Dame, all these teams in schools are just waking mm. up this morning on the wrong side of the bed. Uh, that win- oh, that's right. I mean, Notre Dame didn't lose, but... Right, right, right. Uh, that win, by the way, keeps the Diamondbacks a half game ahead of the Cubs for the second NL wildcard. Chicago got a three-game sweep of the Rockies, 4-3. The Giants now five games behind the Cubs. They're on life support, a 3-2 loss in 10 at Dodger Stadium on Sunday Night Baseball. Megan Rapino played 50 minutes in her final game for U.S. Women's Soccer, a 2-0 win over South Africa in Chicago. And WNBA playoffs, the Aces down the wings, 97-83. After the Sun set on the Liberty, 78-63. Those are the openers of best-of-five semifinals. DA, back to you. Do you think that we can technically consider the Jets killable now? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that they're dead, but they oh. do appear to be able to die. <laughs> they do appear killable. Yeah. I think. We are unkillable! <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know. Looked pretty dead yesterday. And I love that rant more than anybody, but I'm sitting here watching Zach Wilson Oh, just go through another egregiously awful Sunday going, eh, I think they're killable. I think they look definitively killable today. Although, is there a way to spin it if you're crazy yelling Jet fan guy that they did have a chance to actually win that game still somehow yesterday? Yes. I, I think that that's more of an indictment of the Patriots. Get your act together! The Patriots are just not very good. I mean, look at how bad was Zach Wilson yesterday. If we say the Titans had a historically bad day, wouldn't you say that like Zach Wilson and the Jets offense looks like the Titans did yesterday every single week? <laughs> and how many fans stuck around at that game in the driving rain when you're down, you scored 10 points, and you still technically had a chance? I saw somebody who had a popular tweet saying, like, why are people leaving there's two minutes left. We still have a chance. I'm like, buddy, you need to get back to reality here. <laughs> Zach Wilson Says the guy on. that has Notre Dame winning. All right, relax. Zach Wilson <laughs> would go on to throw the ball nine yards shy of the sticks. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get into that a little bit later on. But week one, when Zach Wilson comes in, the Jets win based on zero offense and a bunch of interceptions from Josh Allen and a punt return for a touchdown. Week two, there's zero offense. They lose 30-10. to 10. Week three, there's zero offense. They lose to the Patriots 13-10. Do we think this is changing? I mean, come on. That's Zach Wilson. Distinctly killable. When we come back here on the show, it's Momentous Monday. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Smiling like little Mo every morning. It's a momentous Monday. Every day can be a better day despite the challenge. All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it. It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance. I just say whatever cause there is no way you're bound. <laughs> I just think people should know that if you stay positive, everything will be fine. You just eat, drink, and breathe positive thoughts. That's all you got to do, and everything will be good. Well, the New York Jets took one on the chin yesterday, and their season certainly looks like it's on life support. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not all that important because the Jets behind the scenes have done some amazing things for some young people that have been handed a tough a tough lease on life as Steve Politi from the New Jersey Bergen Herald, Bergen Record at NJ.com wrote about recently. They have welcomed with open arms a number of young people in the New York Tri-State area to come visit for practice and talk to the players and really been treated like superstars. He wrote about Braylon Hodgson, who had a aggressive form of cancer in the brain stream diagnosed about a year ago. And unfortunately, it's something that only affects young people, children, and it's pretty rare. And he lives in New Jersey. He has undergone treatments. He's fighting it, fighting it hard. But the Jets caught wind of this and said, you got to come down here and, and visit. And Braylon has suffered a pair of brain hemorrhages and was really weak for a time being. But he finally got his strength back. He's in a wheelchair. And they had him come down and meet everybody behind the scenes to get some signed 
gear and meet Rogers and meet Sauce Gardner and meet Robert Sala and a bunch of other people right before the season began. And it's a pretty special story. And, you know, every a lot of different teams do these types of things. And I just think it's important to highlight them whenever possible because, you know, it's easy just to sit here for me and to take out the, the whipping stick and beat up on all these teams and players because they stink, they lose, they're bums, what have you. But, you know, that's really, in the grand scheme of things, not all that important. What's important is what is happening off of the football field, off of the sports fields, and what they're doing for people, communities, and young people. And I was happy to see this story and many others like it where, you know, school programs, universities, and professional sports teams just using what they have, a chance to heighten somebody's life, to bring some bring some juice to people that you know, needed specifically kids always makes me happy. So for Braylon Hodgson, I wish him the best. I know that all of you guys do as well upon hearing this story. And I appreciate Steve writing about this story. And I appreciate the Jets having Braylon come in and visit and spend time with him because he's been through a lot recently. And I know that that really made his day. So that was a cool story. And I thought was certainly appropriate for a little momentous Monday. Reminded me a lot of my friend, Little Mo, which inspired this segment himself. A lot to get to this morning here on the show. If you want to jump in on the old Twitter machine, it's DA on CBS or on the phones. It's 855 212 cbs Iron Man Sean says, well, hell, if Notre Dame won their game, then Clemson definitely won. And Lou Holtz is playing linebacker. Can't wait until Notre Dame loses in Death Valley, Pat Boyle. Winning! Wow, Sean, Iron Man Sean going after Boyles, Notre Dame fighting Irish. Big bad Death Valley as if he didn't just blow a game on Saturday at home. Mm. Notre Dame lost on the final play. Mm. Well, technically, where, technically Clemson did as well in overtime. Yeah, but the way Notre Dame quote-unquote lost, again, quote-unquote, in right. my estimation, that was a yeah. win. Jason tweets, 2023 PBI preseason, midseason, and postseason rankings. Number one, Notre Dame. Number two through number 133, quote, everybody else sucks. That's the (laughs) Pat Boyle Boyle index (laughs) rankings. Number one, Notre Dame. Number two through 133, everybody else sucks. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.